listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. I am one of your hosts, Clark Rockfall, ACB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, and I am joined by... Hi, I'm Swadhanala Kumar. I am your other host, um, ACB's Advocacy and Outreach Specialist. All right. Well, good morning, Swatha. Good morning, Clark. Good morning. And hello, ACB, and to everyone listening on ACB Media, as well as everyone listening and downloading via their favorite podcast player. Uh, We'd like to thank ACB of Minnesota for underwriting the Advocacy Update podcast. And if anyone out there has advocacy issues, or if you'd like to Join us and learn more about ACB. You can always reach out via email at advocacy at acb.org. So today's podcast is a topic near and dear uh, to my heart and many others within ACB, and it's actually related to one of our 2021 legislative imperatives. Um, It ties nicely into ACB's Get Up and Get Moving campaign, and we are talking about the reintroduction of the Exercise and Fitness for All Act. Isn't that right, Swatha? Yes, that's right. And today today we have our guest, um, Sheila Styron from the ACB Transportation Committee, Committee Chair. Good morning, Sheila. How are you? I am just fine. And I love this legislation too. When I'm feeling crazed, exercise is where I go. Absolutely. And Sheila, in addition to being the chair of ACB's Transportation Committee, uh, you're also the chair of the Advocacy Committee for our Get Up and Get Moving campaign. That's absolutely correct. And as things keep tying together, so does this very well. You know, we're kicking off a three-year campaign this summer and this fall, and uh, this legislation just ties in perfectly with our goals to have people get up and get moving. So, Sheila, why is it important for you uh, to serve on the Get Up and Get Moving campaign and to to be a part of that steering committee? and to serve as the chair of the advocacy committee? Well, we definitely need advocacy efforts to um, promote Get Up and Get Moving initiatives. And I, why it is important for me is because, uh, well, it, it's, it's not just for me, it's for everybody because um, exercise, helps people control their weight, it improves mental health, it lowers the risk of early death, um, heart disease, even and type 2 diabetes, and even a couple of kinds of cancer. And one in four people um, have disabilities these days. And according to the CDC, 93 million people are at risk of vision loss because of all of these other health issues and anything we can do to prevent um, things like obesity, stroke, heart disease. Um, it, exercise is crucial and even a little bit of exercise helps. Absolutely, and, it, um, and of course, diabetes-related vision loss being 
the number one cause of vision loss for uh, American adults, you know, working aged adults as well. Um, and so much of that is preventable, right? It as long absolutely as folks, is. As, People as can long as folks can get up and get moving, um, we can reduce those risks. But we do have some impediments to getting up and get moving, don't we? We absolutely do. And that's, you know, that ties into the work that you <laughs> in the transportation committee do, the environmental access committee do. Uh, because if I know you, Sheila, when you get up and get moving, you want to be doing it outside, right? Well, yes. Let's look at the outdoors factors first, I guess. Uh, you know, this morning um, to come to work, I had to walk um, on part of the time on very bad sidewalks. I had to cross some streets. Um, some of them had APS, some of them did not. Sometimes the APS are broken. I had to get on a bus and the buses, uh, because of some of the situations related to the pandemic that we're all living through, the buses are running less often. Or sometimes I get announcements on my phone that say, guess what, Sheila, you know, due to staffing issues, the buses are even worse than usual today. So you really do have to be devoted to want to get out there and um, walk and do what you need to do. Um, it, it's totally worth it if you can do it. And um, we also have indoors uh, issues to face when it, when it comes to exercising. And it's also will tie into why when we start to talk about the advocacy, why we're going there. But, you know, indoors, we have to have accessible spaces. The equipment has to work for us. We have to have people to help us. We have to have classes that are accessible. I mean, yeah, we do accessible, not inaccessible. Excuse me. <laughs> Maybe someone else better talk for a second. <laughs> and I mean, Swatha, that really brings us to why this legislation is important and why it's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. So just some background on the legislation. Um, the bill would require, and this was to, or it, the, access, the, access, the access board to establish guidelines for fitness facilities to for number and type of equipment. And then it would also require the GOJ after that to establish regulations leading to implementing, implementing the guidelines and making sure that there are equipment, um, classes, and there's, some, there's a staff member there that can help out if you need, if people with disabilities need um, assistance with the equipment. That's right. So I know in my personal experience and in the experiences I've heard from our ACB members, um, you know, once we're able to get to a gym or fitness center, typically they are, the physical premises is very accessible, right? Like no one will argue that a, a gym or a fitness center is a place of public accommodation. So they'll have ramps and elevators, uh, you know, wide walkways, zero entry, uh, you know, bathrooms and showers. But that's about where it ends. Yeah. You know, you it's always difficult to, uh, I guess, once you are there, uh, being able to identify a staff person and a staff person who's not busy with all of the other tasks that they need to do 
to keep the facility up and running and clean and safe and sanitary um, to be able to help you navigate to the equipment that you're seeking. Um, or if you're taking a class uh, to help you with the movements and motions of the class so that you can follow on and be a full participant. Once you're at the exercise and fitness equipment, without sighted assistance, I mean, Sheila, in your personal experience, yeah, what, what's it been like trying to use a, oh, a I, have, I have so many stories. I um, in the dinosaur days, sometimes I would try to go, I always wanted to exercise and, and I just was never really welcomed into the gym environment. And I used to kind of go away with my tail between my legs. Sometimes mm -hmm. when people would say, we don't have time to help you. Um, you know, we can't do this, but then a couple of guide dogs back, I just sort of gritted my teeth and I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go to this gym. It's only a mile away. Um, I can walk to this gym. I'm going to go in there. And they said, well, you know, we can't help you. You have to be in the corner with your dog. The teachers don't have time to help you. I had to train them. I had to train the teachers <laughs> to, to um, describe the exercises. I said, Hey, what are you doing? And and of course, everyone loved the dog and we would be in the center of the classes. Nobody put us in the corner, but, and I, and I had, had to train all of my teachers and they ended up loving actually describing what they were doing and it made them feel good, but it was a very, it took a lot of um, bravery on my part. And people have to get up that kind of energy. And why should people have to work so hard? We should have this stuff legislated. We should be able to. And then again, there's still the issue as where I came in after you, Clark, of you have to walk through these funny pathways between exercise equipment and maybe there are moving parts. And it just isn't safe or easy to do without a staff member, unless you have some vision maybe, or you have everything really memorized and figured out. Then once you get to the machine, it's like, well, how do I turn it on? You know, here's this smooth screen and there's no high mark on it. There are no braille labels. And, um, Yes, you it really, how am I going to tell? How long am I going to do this? How fast am I going? Am I going uphill, downhill? We deserve equal access to this stuff. We have, you know, higher risk in our population of all these uh, health. It's harder for us to move around in general. We're more prone to obesity. We're, we're more, more prone to, to become victims of these conditions. So if anybody needs to be going to a gym, it's us. And until we get the gyms trained, until we get this legislation passed and implemented, you know, we're, we're still at much greater health risk than the rest of the population. Absolutely, Sheila. And the interesting thing is that international standards for accessibility and uh, the equipment for uh, cardio equipment at gyms has existed since 2013. So really what this legislation is doing is asking the U.S. Access Board, uh, you know, to consider the international standards and you know, create guidelines, have those guidelines be enforced by the Department of Justice, um, because we know that we know that it can be done. And the reason I say we know that it can be done is because ACB was successful 
in collaborating with Peloton last year to bring the Google Talkback screen reader to their Peloton Bike and Bike Plus. So we know that accessible user interfaces can be added to exercise and fitness equipment. Um, manufacturers can't tell us that it, it's impossible or it's an undue burden or hardship because it's, it's already been done by their competitors. Absolutely. So it included in those international standards are requirements for uh, you know, tactile user interface, a headphone jack for audible output. So like you said, Sheila, you don't have to just memorize one or two buttons and you know, hit, the, hit the plus or the up arrow 25 and a half times to get to the <laughs> speed that you want. And then you know, stay, stay there for uh, as long as you think is right because you don't have access to a, a clock or how fast you're going or how many calories you're burning. Um, and then trying to hit the panel where the start stop button may or may not be so that you can get off the machine safely. I mean, we would have access to all of that information to make for a more safe and enjoyable experience. And, and healthcare costs would go down. We would all have, uh, you know, such a better quality of life. Um, you know, even mental health is related to exercise. Uh, it has been proven that, you know, the CDC tells us that, you know, we, we have so many barriers, um, you know, in it, we have so many barriers in the world in general that we face as people with disabilities. And since these standards are already formulated, is it asking too much? for you know, people to reach out to their congressmen and get them to um, enact legislation that is just, it's, it's such an easy, there won't even be a, a budget line item in the federal government, will there, Clark? It, this is just not even to that level. It's just getting people to agree to do what we already know how to do. Um, <laughs> if there is a budget line okay. item, it, it won't be a lot for this bill. You know, we want to make sure that the access board has the, the funding that they need to have staff look at these rules and implement guidelines. Uh, and we're, we're certainly supportive of the access board having the resources they need to do their job effectively. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, and Sheila, you talked about the, the mental impact of of exercise and physical activity. There are certainly health impacts of, you know, all those chronic conditions that you've mentioned before, uh, reducing risks for heart disease, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, um, and all of those as well. I'd, I'll just add that this is not the only way that ACB is seeking to uh, encourage our folks to get up and get moving, right, Sheila? Absolutely. Um, we, I, I don't know if you want to talk about other legislation now, because I think we're doing a podcast on that next mm -hmm. week. There'll be more to come, but, uh, but Get Up and Get Moving is, is working on a, a broader effort in this space, correct? Absolutely. We are partnering with people all over the country, gyms and cities and uh, manufacturers, 
we want to get an entire atmosphere buzzing around the country to get people. Uh, I don't know too many of the details, but I believe on October 15th, is it, or 16th, we will be in New York. We will have a great big publicity event and a walk, and we'll be uh, going across the, um, I forget which bridge it is. I'm not too prepared to talk about this. Um, we're we are supporting other legislation for durable medical equipment. We are just really wanting, somebody has recently come up with a great contest that we can all do to um, walk miles from where we live to next summer's convention. Um, how far away do you all live? And can you pledge to try to walk that many miles next year? I haven't started tracking that yet because I live pretty close in Kansas City to Omaha. <laughs> so it won't be as hard for me as it will for somebody from New York or San Francisco. But the whole idea is that we just all need to feel better and live more fulfilling lives. And exercise is such a key. And I know people I don't think when you when you first exercise sometimes it's hard and it doesn't feel that great. But if you can just get started, mm. I always, I just started running in the past three months, I'd say. And no matter how crummy I feel, it's like, oh, I don't feel like running tonight. I have to walk a half mile to the bus. Then I take an almost hour long bus ride to get to where my Achilles International Club practices. And it's like, oh, I got to run. I have to put Paxton in his kennel. That's my guide dog. And I have to take a deep breath and, and go out there and run. But when I am done, I just feel on top of the world. Mm -hmm. I feel physically better. I feel emotionally like, oh, you know, what's going on at work is not so bad. You know, I can do this. I can do everything. And I just wish that everybody could have the opportunity, create your personal opportunity to feel better with exercise and improve your health. Amen. So Swatha for the exercise and fitness for all act um, for folks who want to encourage and strongly recommend their members of Congress to support this legislation. Let's give them some more background information. So in the in the Senate, um, the bill number is S2504. 2504 and the Senate bill was introduced by, by Duckworth, Blumenthal, Feinstein, and Casey, all Democrats from Pennsylvania, Illinois, Connecticut, uh, California, and Pennsylvania. So. Yeah, so if folks uh, from our affiliates or members at large from Illinois, Connecticut, California, or Pennsylvania are reaching out to Senators Duckworth, Blumenthal, Feinstein, and Casey. Uh, just give them a, a big thank you for supporting this great legislation uh, and the work that they've done to reintroduce the Exercise and Fitness for All Act S2504. Uh, but Sheila, you don't live in one of those four states, do I you? don't, but I, I will thank them anyway, because I, I am so in support of this legislation. 
Well, um, and for folks like Sheila, uh, and Sheila, you are in we, Kansas City, Missouri. I'm in Missouri currently, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and Swatha and I are here in Virginia since our senators um, are not co-sponsors of S2504. We want to reach out to them as well. whether And ask them to join. Exactly. Yeah. We want to ask them to co-sponsor. We want to share our personal stories like Sheila has been sharing with us here today about why legislation like this would be so important for us to take back control of our health. And we can reach out to them by a number of ways, right, Swatha? Yes, you can call the, the switchboard, um, Capital Capital Switchboard at 202-224-3121. Or you can go to house or senate.gov and look up your member's contact number and email address. Have one. That's right. And the Senate.gov website, uh, you'll be able to search by members or search by state to find your two senators. Just um, plug in your zip code. Yeah. And on, on your senator's website, they may have a, a contact form that you're able to fill out, but they'll also have phone numbers for their D.C. office and several of their state offices. So whatever way works for you to get in contact with your senators, please do so and either thank them if, if they are Senators Duckworth, Blumenthal, Casey, or Feinstein. And for everyone else, the other 96 senators, please encourage them to co-sponsor the Exercise and Fitness for All Act. And in the House, it's wash and repeat, right, Swatha? So in the House, yes. what's our bill number? Uh, 476. That's right, um, yeah. 4756. Yes, and you can also go to house.gov or congress.gov to find your member of Congress and you can also call 202-224-3121 to connect with my switchboard. That is right. And the sponsors in the house are Representative Desaulnier or Desaulnier. I know, I don't know how to say it either. <laughs> Gabe Griffith will, will correct me. I believe our resolutions co-chair and the du president Saunier. of California Council, that's his, that's his representative. Oh, he'll know. Well, it sounds Congress. French, so yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then in the House, it's actually a bipartisan bill because yeah. Representative Young from Alaska is a leading co-sponsor of the legislation as well. So big thank you uh, to Representative Desaunier and Young uh, for their leadership. And we've got a lot more representatives to encourage to co-sponsor this great legislation. Are they both Democrats? Um, Just a one, guess. One is a Democrat. One is a Republican. So we have a bipartisan House. Well, oh, you did say bipartisan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Yeah, so what is not to pass here? It's not going to be expensive and, and it's bipartisan and it's good for so many people and it was introduced the accessible uh, the exercise and fitness for all act of 2021 it has its own number year on it this time around and and what is what is not to pass this is not a bill that if we reach out to people that they'll probably all be fairly receptive to listening to us. So if some of you feel reticent, like maybe you're interested in doing this, but sometimes you just feel a little bit 
you know, oh, but I don't want to be yelled at or I don't, I don't, you know, they might ask me hard questions. I think this is something that people will want to hear about and that it won't be difficult to have a conversation. So not only will you be doing good work and supporting legislation that's so important for ACB members, but you can be practicing for when we have harder bills to to work with later in the year and next year. And it's, it's sort of like, you know, they always talk about practicing, applying for a job or going on a date with somebody, even if you're not interested, you know, we all need to have our skills. And this is a really great bill to practice legislating on or with getting behind this. It's, it's a great one. And we will also be sending out very soon, um, sort of a, um, what do we call it? A call to action. And it will be, I started working on it and Clark's going to make it great. And we're even going to have a script for you guys to follow and you can practice it or you can read it, you can memorize it, or you can just get the bullet points into your head when you talk to these people. But we want to make this and all the phone numbers that Swatha has, the phone number Swatha has given for the Capitol switchboard and a reminder of the websites for the Senate and the House. We want to make it easy for everyone to get behind this just think how powerful it would be if all of us, if a whole bunch of us do this. And Sheila, building on that, uh, this is one of our legislative imperatives for the year. Our members and our affiliates have already done some great work reaching out to their members of Congress about this bill. We did this back in February and March. At that time, the bill wasn't introduced. So now this would be a great time to work with your state and special interest affiliate, uh, build on the contacts and the relationships that they made uh, earlier this year as part of the DC Leadership Conference and reach out to those offices and those staff members again. Remind them that we raised this issue with them. Remind them of their if they have pledged to support the legislation, that they now have that opportunity and reiterate to them uh, why this is important. Because I'm with you, Sheila, this is a, this bill's a no-brainer. But the only reason that something might not get done on it is because people don't know about it. And that's where our advocacy work comes in. And that's why our outreach and your outreach to everyone who's listening is so important with your local elected members, whether that's in the House or the Senate, being constituents, reminding them when you call or email that you are a local constituent, share your zip code, your city and your state, so that they know they're speaking with a constituent and a voter, and that this is an issue important to one of their voters. And Senator Duckworth is, is herself disabled and she uses a wheelchair. She has done four marathons and she's very committed to, to accessible exercise and fitness for all of us. She's even introduced another act. It's called the Reducing Barriers to Disabled Access, Reducing Barriers Disabled Access Credit Expansion Act. And uh, I mean, that is showing her commitment. This is a, a bill 
designed to provide tax breaks for gyms and other businesses that actually implement accessibility features. So she's really going all out, introducing even more than one bill. So we really need to show our support, get on board with this when we have such a strong champion leading this fight for us. That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Sheila. So, and like Sheila said, we will be sending out uh, an action alert to all of our ACB friends and members. So folks, thanks for listening here today. Uh, be sure to check your email, check the ACB website. And if you need any assistance reaching out to your members of Congress, again, you can reach us at advocacy at acb.org. And either Swatha and I will be able to work with you to share the call to action, to share uh, contact information for your members of Congress. Uh, Swatha, anything else related to the Exercise and Fitness for All Act here before we sign off today? Let's get it done. Let's go get it done, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Swatha. And Sheila, thank you so much for joining us to talk about uh, Get Up and Get Moving. Certainly more to come later this year and opportunities and ways for folks to get involved and participate. Uh, and thank you for helping champion our advocacy efforts related to the Exercise and Fitness for All Act. Thanks, Clark and Swatha. We're so happy to be here to do this. And we'll close this podcast the same way we close all podcasts. And here we are talking about the Exercise and Fitness for All Act in Swatha. Keep advocating. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. You can reach us by emailing advocacy at acb.org. The ACB Advocacy Update is a production of the American Council of the Blind in Alexandria, Virginia. To learn more about ACB, visit us online at www.acb.org.